spooky people. Welcome back to Unknown Compelling Force, episode 6.5. Yeah, episode <laughs> six and a half. Uh, that girl is uh, Emily Waugh. And I think that's um, Marissa Baldwin, yeah, I yeah, think. There, there we go. Okay. That sounds right. <laughs> um, so in case you don't remember, or in case you just don't know, last week we did a special episode where instead of each of us taking turns talking about a topic, I just talked about my cult which was Jonestown, and this week is episode 6.5, where mm-hmm. Emily is going to talk about her cult. We don't really want to waste any time with chit-chat before yeah. we get into it, since we did enough of that last time. Yep. Uh, and our lives are boring, so there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> there is nothing for us to say that you would want to hear, so... I think I think we should get right into it, because there's a lot of information, and, and I'm, I'm sure... very excited. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of side tangents, because this shit is crazy. Also, us? Side tangents? No, that's crazy. (laughs) We don't do that. That's probably why everybody hates us. (laughs) I mean, I know why people hate me. I don't think it's that. If you hear me drinking my bubble tea, mind your business. (laughs) All right, Emma, you ready? I'm so ready. What is it, girl? We are going to cover Heaven's Gate. Bum, bum, bum. Exciting. I only know one thing about this cult, and it's something you told me last week, so <laughs> I really know nothing, and I'm very excited to that learn. I'm excited, because I have, like, f- like almost five whole pages of just single-spaced shit. Like, there's so much to go over. Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited. This is going to be really good, because uh, Heaven's Gate was really... And still is. I mean, there's still a website for Wait, them. Wait, really? Yeah. They're, like, still going? Apparently, there's, like, two members that still run the site. I, I, oh. w- I went on the site the other day, so it's still there. It's not like anybody took it down. Yeah, they got some messed up views on things. Um, cults usually do. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of their thing. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's get into it. So, I'll just start with a little background on what Heaven's Gate is, in case no one's heard about it. And Heaven's Gate was an American UFO religious cult based near San Diego, California. I don't know why all these cults seem to happen in, like, California. SoCal. But, um... We're on weird drugs. <laughs> probably. It was founded in 1974, and it was led by a guy named Marshall Applewhite and a woman named Bonnie Nettles. <laughs> Interesting names, yeah. Nettles. So, Marshall Applewhite was born in 1931, and he was the son of a Presbyterian minister, so he had, like, a religious background. He was raised, is Presbyterian Christian? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so he got, he really got into the idea of biblical prophecy in the 70s, and during this time, he was fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, over an alleged relationship with one of his male students. Oh. Yeah, so... It's kind of fucked up how often, like, college professors get outed, like, based on students they're hooking up with. Like, I don't know why college professors always want to hook up with their students. Like, that's such a, (laughs) like, thing. All my college professors were kind of old, so... Well, I don't know if that stops them, really. (laughs) It would stop me. (laughs) Please, Professor So-and-so, I need to pass this class. Well... (laughs) <laughs> that was definitely this dude. He was really weird. Ugh. All right, sorry. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> so after his whole situation and he was fired from that um, school. Hey, 
Philosophies? Philosophies. <laughs> Our problem <laughs> Philosophy. Um, and Asian religions like Hinduism and Buddhism. And it's classified as being part of the occultist stream of Western esotericism. And what's weird about this whole thing is according to the Rolling Stones, I don't know, I couldn't really find it anywhere else, but the Rolling Stones said that Apple White had met Bonnie during his stay at a psychiatric institution. Well, so she I was working like there as a nurse. All the people you meet in the psych ward are the most fun. Yeah, apparently. So they were both obviously super into religion and spirituality, and I guess that's kind of what they connected over. And so Applewhite, Applewhite wrote a lot, and according to his writings, he had met her in 1972 at that hospital that he was in and she was working at. And he said that he felt like he had known her forever and that they had met in a past life. And Nettles told him that their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials and said that he had a divine assignment to do. I love it. So, get, like, okay. You have a nurse working at a mental, a mental institution where there's going to be people that are gullible to these kinds of things. And mm -hmm. they're going to believe these kinds of things. Right. <laughs> so she just goes up to Applewhite, who is a mental patient there, and says, you've been chosen. Yeah, why would... That's so <laughs> fucked up. What a weird, like, predatory thing. Yeah, definitely fucked up. So, he was like, hell yeah. I'm all about that. And together they studied many different teachings. Um, such as Christology, ascetism, which is abstinence from sensual pleasures for the purpose of pursuing spiritual goals. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and also, S eschatology which is uh studies the idea of the end of things whether it be the end of life or the end of the world and then they also were really into science fiction novels <laughs> and shows and you will see that yeah who pop up <laughs> who could have guessed you will see those ideas pop up in their uh culty beliefs so, by the end of June in 1972, they had come up with a basic outline of their new belief system. And, basically, they concluded that they had been chosen to, fill, to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than other people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They wrote a pamphlet and described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texan, loosely referring to Applewhite. They were like, hey, Jesus is reincarnated. In he, Texas? Yeah, and he kind of looks like this dude. And they basically just described Applewhite. And they also concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation and referred to themselves as the two or the UFO two. <laughs> and they believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and transported onto a spaceship. And they referred to this event as the demonstration. I love it. I love every part of it. <laughs> so... You know, they were really getting into this alien sort of stuff. They really believed in aliens. I mean, I believe in aliens, but I think there's a limit. Yeah, and this be this <laughs> far surpasses that limit, I think. <laughs> so eventually they began to publish advertisements for meetings to recruit disciples, which they called the crew. Love it. <laughs> and at these events, they would say they were beings from another planet, Call, like called the next level and they were seeking participants for an experiment 
and they said that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. The next level was a place without gender, and this led to castration. Applewhite and other members actually underwent this procedure to help ensure they remained celibate. Oh my god, that yeah. is dedication. And I read somewhere that like a lot of people believe like Applewhite did it just because he was trying to fight, and I quote, his homosexual urges. You know, that's sadly believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this was the 70s. He right. was raised Presbyterian. Yikes. So I think it kind of makes sense. And he, I didn't mention this, but he did before this whole thing with that student happened. He did have two kids and a wife. Oh, shit. Okay. That does make things a little more uh, yeah interesting. <laughs> Sticky. Yep. And apparent, so apparently at least eight members also got castrated. Along Jesus with Christ. Apple White. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Keep yep. going. This is already wild. <laughs> and we're not even halfway there, bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. So in 1975, the crew, as, you know, Apple White and Nettles called them, mm -hmm. they assembled at a hotel in Oregon. And after selling all their worldly possessions and saying goodbye to loved ones, they all vanished from the hotel and public eye. And some of the people that had attended that hotel assembly thing ended up just leaving their families and their possessions and going with the crew. Oh my god. So CBS News reported that night that a group of people had disappeared and no one knew where they went. <gasps> well, newsflash, they went with Bonnie and Marshall. <laughs> I Yep, I assumed that that's where we were going. So... Applewhite and Nettles decided to take their little group underground. Um, they began to refer themselves as Doe and T. Mm. And you'll see this throughout the whole thing. Um, e even their followers, they call them Doe and T. And Is there any, like, Ray, so... <laughs> I know, <laughs> literally. And the, they, lay, they led nearly 100 people across the country, and they slept in tents and sleeping bags, and they begged on the streets. <laughs> thoughts <laughs> yes um but i'm not gonna say them yet because okay. i want to hear more okay this sounds very familiar interesting okay. to something else that has happened much more recently but i could be wrong Keep okay going. um they managed to avoid the detection of authorities this way like so they were just under the radar with all the shit they were doing and just a little, like, prior to the name Heaven's Gate, like, that wasn't always their name. Okay. Uh, they called themselves names such as Human Individual Metamorphosis and, like, <laughs> crazy shit like that. I, too, am a human person. <laughs> um, and, like I said, Applewhite sort of believed that he was directly related to Jesus, uh, meaning he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. And Nettles was presented as God the Father because they taught the crew that her bodily vehicle was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. Okay. And so Nettles and Applewhite and all their followers, they kind of refer to their body as vehicles. Okay. Um, I'm assuming Even that's like vessels. crazy people do that. Yeah, like so. it's like a vessel and they're just yeah. calling them vehicles. Um, and a lot of their followers were longtime truth seekers or spiritual hippies um, that were trying to find themselves. So obviously, you know, they kind of targeted vulnerable people, people that were, um, you know, mentally vulnerable mm -hmm. and looking for something spiritually enticing, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and a little interesting tidbit. You remember our man's Art Bell? No. From the radio show? <gasps> Wait, remind me. Because he sounds... It, I remember the name, but tell me rem- <laughs> Wait, where we found to, him. Yeah, now I have to remember. <laughs> yeah, where we found him. Oh, fuck. Oh, for um, our John Teeter episode. He John was covering Teeter, John yes. Teeter because John okay. Teeter was, like, sending him shit. So he was also... The, that was the guy who claimed to be a time traveler, just yes. for people who don't remember or don't know. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to that one, you should go listen to it it's because a, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, so yeah, he was featuring information about the cult on his coast-to-coast AM radio show. So, interesting. Our man Art Bell comes back. He's back. Back around. Back in a new world. Okay. <laughs> so, in 1985, Bonnie Nettles, who they refer to as T, actually died of cancer, and Applewhite, like, fully took charge after this. Okay. Um, and... In October of 1996, members of the cult began renting a home which they called the Monastery in Rancho Santa Fe, California. And they paid $7,000 per month in cash and also, also, get this, they also purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person. This insurance policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Those are wildly specific. It's fucking real. Like, they actually bought insurance for that. I can't believe that. You know what? I mean, I guess they're being responsible. (laughs) I know, but what, like, government figure was like, we should put a policy in place for something like this? (laughs) Have you met capitalism? (laughs) I I don't even have words for that. But they did it. And (laughs) they supported themselves by creating sites because this... Uh, around this time was, you know, when the internet was really starting to become a thing, Mm -hmm. and they would create sites on the web for people, and that's kind of where they got most of their money from, Mm -hmm. and they even established their own website to, quote, offer readers a gate to heaven, and that's what kind of led to the name Heaven's Gate, and like I said, that website is still up. I was on it the other day. Didn't you say that was in, like, the 70s? No, this, um... No, I went to October 1996 when they moved, mm. when they moved to California. So, yeah, that's sort of where they got their last name, I guess, Heaven's okay. Gate. The um, name we now know them by. Yeah, and that it's just the most common name that they're known by. So, on March 19th or 20th, we're not really sure, of 1997, Applewhite made a tape called Do's Fine... <laughs> Do's... <laughs> It's Doe's, <laughs> but they, it's spelled like D-O, but it's uh-huh. Doe. It's Doe's final exit, where he spoke of mass suicide and, quote, the only way to evacuate this earth. Hi, Jim Jones. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he talked about a comet called Hale-Bopp, <laughs> which was a comet found passing the earth in 1995, and Applewhite stated that there was a spacecraft trailing this comet and that this event would represent closure to Heaven's Gate. Okay. I know it has a All weird right. name, Hellbop, but those are the people that I love discovered that name. it. <laughs> those are the people that discovered it. It's like Kids Bop. I know. <laughs> but with um, ice falling from the sky. And Get it, it? It just Hail. makes it funnier because it's like the comet that Applewhite chose. Like, it's just yeah. a weird name. Hellbop. <laughs> He's like, that's Chubop. the one. 
that our spaceship is traveling next to. Oh my god. <laughs> um, can I interject here? Yeah. When you were talking about, or like a minute ago, when I was like, wait, this sounds yeah. familiar. I'm sure the person that I'm about to talk to or talk about is not going to listen to this, <laughs> so I'm just going to say I know of a person who was in my life a few years ago, mm-hmm. many years ago, who in their late teens, I would say, decided to follow this guy across the country in, mm-hmm. like, the same fashion. Where they were just like, like, he's like, you know, pack up a backpack and let's start walking. And they, like, crossed the really? country. And there was this guy, like, leading this group of people, just, like, going city to city, like, kind of begging like that. Like, well, that's what these guys did until yeah. they settled in California, so. Interesting. So when you said that, that's a, that's immediately what I thought of. And I was like, oh my god, someone's trying to recreate. But that was in, you know, the 2010s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that was like, oh no, someone's recreating this shit. I should hope not. That person has since, uh you know, gone back home and is living a normal life, so they're not in a cult. They did not join a cult. Right. <laughs> um, and one of the last things that he stated in that video that he made was, quote, we're about to return to whence we came. I can lead you into that kingdom level above human. That can't happen unless you leave the human world that you're in and come and follow me. Time is short. Last chance. Oh, God. Yeah, so... And if you guys have ever seen this guy, like, he's fucking, like, he's got these big-ass ears. He's, like, basically bald. (laughs) What? Let's not make fun of a guy's appearance. Some people have big ears. Why? He's crazy. (laughs) I know, but some people have big ears and are wonderful. Look at Barack Obama. (laughs) I I was just trying to add to his crazy factor. (laughs) I was trying to make the visual come alive. That's, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he had crazy eyes, okay? He did have crazy eyes. He had, like, Manson, Manson-level crazy eyes. Um... But so, in such a different way. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he then persuaded 38 of his followers to prepare for a ritual suicide so that their souls could board the craft that he was talking about. <laughs> um, and so Applewhite believed that after their deaths, a UFO would take their souls to, quote, level of existence above human. And in preparation, each member created a videotape saying goodbye on, like, VHS. Oh, God. Yeah, and I actually started, because this is all on YouTube, guys. Like, I just, I found, like, one person compiled the whole thing of each member saying, like, their last dues or whatever. How many were there? Um, 38. Okay. So, I actually started watching it. It's over an hour long, so I didn't finish it because it was really fucking weird. But it's, like, almost like an interview. Like, there's people behind Mm -hmm. the camera talking to, like, two people each time Mm -hmm. and like prompting them yeah and just like asking them questions um so when I was watching it I was watching a little bit of it um one member stated quote the little people I had been looking for had come to take me home you can think this is all fantasy but this is no illusion and some of you will know it after we go Mm. and you can find this video of the members goodbyes on YouTube um I think this, the specific one that I was watching is titled Heaven's Gate Exit Statements Before Mass Suicide. And so, like I said, they were sort of being, like, interviewed almost by someone off camera. And, like, they would just were reflecting on their time in the cult. And, like, they talked about their excitement um, for the suicides and how they've been waiting to do this for a long time. Oh, my God. I mean, I think a lot of people who 
commit suicide probably think in a similar fashion unfortunately but usually it's for a much different reason yeah because i mean it's super surreal if you watch this video because they're all like so happy they're giggling they're smiling like as they're, if they're not going to kill themselves. They're, like, really excited to fucking yeah. board, their, board this UFO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so... That's so creepy that he could, it's like, convince so people so wholeheartedly yeah. that they're, like, fucking amped to kill themselves. Because yeah. we talked about, you know, with Jonestown, with that whole episode, and how, you know, over 900 people killed themselves, yeah. and that they're estimating around a third of them for sure, Mm -hmm. did not want to. Yep. Because about a third of them had injection marks, which means that they didn't take the poison, they were Mm -hmm. injected with it. And then there were all the other ones that were doing it because they were being held at gunpoint. So in terms of that ratio, you have no idea how many people didn't want to. Mm -hmm. But there were a few people who were so for it that like we're like oh me 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 can i go first can i inject poison in my baby's mouth first i'm so excited thank you so much for giving us this poison dad and then there were so 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 many who obviously did not want to do it and then in this case they're so fucking excited to do it (laughs) they're like yeah yeah i i mean i guess because technically i don't think like jonestown like jim jones was sort of just like all right this is the end but with Applewhite, he was stressing, like, oh, we're about to go to the next level. Right. And and Jim Jones did touch on that, because he said a lot of weird things. Like with the whole time they were at Jonestown, he said so many weird, conflicting things. And one of them was toward, you know, the day he decided that everyone was going to kill themselves. He was between, like, oh, it's just, like, stepping over into the other side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt. It's not painful. Let's just go meet somewhere else. And mm-hmm. then there's... He would say opposite things, like, let's just leave this life. Let's Mm -hmm. just go out into the nothing, like, that kind of thing. Like, we'd rather be dead than live another day in this life. But then the other half of the time, he's talking about rebirth. Yep. And meeting on the other side of something. And it was so conflicting, because he's trying to do that thing where he, like, gives a little bit of what everyone wants to hear. And this guy's just like, this is what we're doing, guys. Let's do it. Honestly, I give Applewhite a bit of credit because he stuck with that Mm -hmm. idea from the beginning. He had one shtick and he really went with it. Like, this is our goal and we're going to get there. How how did he, like, get people to follow him and believe him? Like, what was so great about, like, what was the draw, I guess, for people? Well, I'll go into, farther down, I'll go into, like, some of their specific beliefs, because there's just so many of them. Um, And, you know, like I said, these people were already, like, mentally vulnerable. Right, just like most cults. Yeah. They take advantage of people who are vulnerable to it and are looking for something or needing something. And these people were looking for some sort of spirituality that made Mm -hmm. sense to them. And uh, if you ever see um, Applewhite, one of his videos of him talking, like, he's... I don't understand anything he's saying because he talks about so many different things, but he's very calming. Okay. And, like, you just kind of feel calm at when peace. he's talking. Yeah. But then you look at his face and it's like, wait, this guy looks kind of crazy. <laughs> that one's got crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, that's kind of why people fell for it. It was this older man. He just, you know, he he knew what he was saying. I don't know if anybody else, like, really knew what he was saying, <laughs> right. but... Uh, he had a clear goal in mind, clear set beliefs, and he just seemed 
like a good person, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, yeah, when I was watching a bit of that video of all, like, the members saying their sort of, like, their last goodbyes, um, one of them, like, was really stressing the fact that, like, people who viewed that video should not worry about what they were about to do, and that they all chose to do this from their own free will. Like, she just kept saying that, and she said, um that she wanted people to know that they weren't forced into this life and that they're happy and they can't wait to go to the next level. Okay. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. And they're they're constantly thanking T and Doe, which yeah. reminder is Apple White and Nettles. And they mention that the media will not present the suicides and the cult itself the way they want it to be presented. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um they stress that T and Doe never forced anyone into anything and made sure that if someone didn't want to be there, they could leave. Okay. So that's... I wonder how often that's the case for cults. Because of a lot of the ones that I know of, it's like a very difficult process to yeah. escape a cult yeah. once you're in it. Like Jim Jones, he didn't want people to leave. He saw that as a failure. Yeah. You know? And he was fucking... Up until the point that he killed 900 people to yeah. make sure none of them left. Yeah. <laughs> Including a U.S. congressman. Uh, yeah, I think it's sort of like an ego thing. Yeah. But apparently they were allowed to leave if they just didn't feel like they were in the right space. So, uh, one of the people that was in the video, they mentioned that they were a part of that group that I talked about that, quote-unquote, disappeared in 1975. Mm-hmm. And she said, this was really fucking weird, she said, we're still here, but not for long, all while having a huge smile on her face and laughing about it. While people, like, behind the camera were laughing, the girl next to her was laughing, smiling, like, like, all was good. Like, it was just so fucked up. And, like, the whole video, they're, like, outside somewhere, and you hear birds chirping, and it's, like, really bright and sunny out. It's just so fucked up. We, and it's, like, that juxtaposition of talking about such dark things with such a pretty background and such a yeah. pretty happy face on. Yeah, it's really creepy. I'll have to watch some of those. That's really Yeah, you should definitely watch it because I was like, I kind of want to finish it to see what other people had to say, yeah. but it was kind of the same thing through every single person. Like, oh my God, we can't wait to go with uh, Applewhite and mm-hmm. go see Bonnie and like, we're so excited to be on this higher plane. Like, we can't wait. Like, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And so, after all of this, um, a few nights before the suicides began, on March 21st, 1997, they went out for a last supper together at a Marie Callender's restaurant. (laughs) Not even joking. (laughs) What? Apparently, they really loved that restaurant. So, they all went out there uh, for a last supper, and they all ordered the exact same thing, and it was all set up before they came in. They had iced tea, dinner salads with tomato vinegar dressing, turkey pot pie, and cheesecake with blueberries. And the people that worked there were were calling them as being very polite and friendly, and no one seemed upset or depressed. Okay. Like I said in the video, like, they were just all happy and excited. Mm-hmm. And the suicides began on March 24th, 1997, and to kill themselves, the members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding, and then they washed it all down with vodka. Interesting. <laughs> To soften the blow. Yeah, what I'm is, not really sure. What, what was the chemical they... Phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. Ooh, what is that? What is that? Like, what's that? Does it say what that's like to take? 
like what the I don't think so. I don't like. I don't think it was that like harsh of a process because when I was looking at um like the I guess you can call it a crime scene, the like crime scene photos. Mm-hmm. They didn't look like messed up like they were hurt when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So they seemed like peaceful. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it was just something that like made them go to sleep kind of. Okay. Um because they did also put plastic bags around their heads to induce asphyxiation. What? So I think they were trying to make it as like harmless in a sense as possible, as, like, like peaceful and painless. Yeah, yeah, painless. Cuz like I mean we all know cyanide deaths are not nice. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't go that route. And I'm sure I don't think they were going to be able to get their hands on cyanide, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's hard to get. So they were all dressed the same. <laughs> and yeah, I tell me about that fit. I know I keep chuckling, but it's just because of the situation and what like not the situation, but like what they were wearing. Um they all decided that they had to wear the same thing. They were wearing identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new white Nike shoes. And, like, armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. And apparently, this is related to something in Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Um, I've seen a significant <laughs> amount of Star Trek, so, uh, the Away Team. Apparently, they used, like, the Star Trek universe a lot in their, like, beliefs. Oh, my God. I'm not even joking. Oh, my God. And that's what that, like, armband sort of was from, is... Oh, let me Google it. From Star Trek. <laughs> and Applewhite and Nettles were also huge fans of Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So you can tell they got <laughs> a lot of their shit from science fiction. Star Trek Away Team is a video game, it looks like. Well, and there we go. Oh, yeah, the little, tra- like the transporter armbands yep. that they use for transporting. Yep. Yeah. They had the armband patches and they said Heaven's Gate Away Team. Beam me up, Scotty! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> um, and each member also had a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. And this was a reference to Huckleberry Finn where it states it costs $5.75 to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So what I'm hearing... <laughs> Is that these are just, like, crazy fangirl type. Yeah, pe- like, basically. They're, like, fandom nerds. They're, like, oh, Star Trek, they beam themselves up with, like, an armband? That sounds about right. I believe that. <laughs> I believe 70s TV. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, like I said, this happened over a three-day period, and they did it in, like, sections. Okay. So once a member was dead, someone else would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from their head and pose the body so that it laid neatly on a bed. And then they had their faces and torsos covered with, like, this square purple cloth for privacy. Hmm. Um, so when you, if you do look at the photos, um, they all are lying on, like, bunk beds and they have, like, this long, uh, pretty big purple cloth covering their face and part of their torso. Like, okay, so this is... I, I just keep comparing it to Jonestown, and this yeah. just seems so fucking opposite. Because it it's like, everyone's down for this. Yeah. They're excited. Like, yeah, they sound a little goddamn crazy. Yeah. But they're, like, weirdly respectful about it. 
I was, yeah, They're I was like, gonna put it. Let's find a way. Yeah. To kill ourselves that actually seems peaceful and yeah. apparently not really painful. Lay everyone respectfully yeah. on a bed. Like that's so. Yeah, like even though different. they, like even though they were just like, oh, these bodies are just our like vehicles. Like mm-hmm. they kind of did it in a respectful way. Right. Almost like a beautiful way. I feel like. Maybe. Bittersweet. Yeah, a little a little bit nicer than Jonestown at least. <laughs> Everything's nicer than Jonestown. Except maybe Manson. <laughs> That's a different story, but yeah. So there were two surviving members that said um the identical clo- clothing was like used as a uniform for the mass suicides. Okay. And so did they wear that all the time? So, I read that they all dressed super androgynous. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, they all dressed super androgynous because they said that, well, Applewhite said that on the next level, everybody's genderless. Right. So, they sort of went for this, like, typical, like... Very generic. Very generic, like, genderless clothing. Okay. Um. So, Fair I enough. do believe that's why they were all dressed like that, is just to sort of keep with this, like, androgynous belief. And the two survivors, like also said that the Nike shoes were used because they, quote, got a good deal on the shoes, end quote. (laughs) And that's literally all I knew about this cult, you guys. Like, when Emily was doing the research for it, and she was just sending me Snapchats about them getting good deals on sneakers. It's like... I, I was trying to keep it a surprise, but I got really excited when I was doing the research. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. I have to tell you. What a fun detail. Yeah, apparently they just all, they chose those Nikes because they were a good deal. (laughs) And they, the two surviving members also said that Applewhite was a huge fan of Nikes for some reason. And so, therefore, you know, everyone had to like and wear Nikes. You know, typical cult stuff. Right on. And they, Heaven's Gate also had a saying within the group, just do it. But <laughs> instead of like just do it, it was just do it. No. So so like just apple white it, you know? Oh my god, <laughs> just apple white it, man. Um, I'm apple white myself. Yeah, so they just would say, just do it. Like do what Applewood would do or Apple White would do. Like what would no. Jesus do? No. What would Apple White do? No. No no. Yeah. Those little WWJD bracelets. <laughs> exactly. So, in total, 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72 died in three groups over three days. Okay. And then, like, the remaining participants would clean up after each prior group's death, and then, like, the next day it would be their turn. What a fun way to spend your last day of life. I know, and, I mean, they didn't seem too bothered by picking up these dead bodies and making them look neat. And then being like, oh, that's gonna be me tomorrow. Can't wait for it to be me. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, apparently Applewhite was the third to last member to die, and then the two people that remained after him, um, who were also the only ones found without bags over their heads and not having purple cloths covering their top halves. So, after they fixed Applewhite when he was dead, they mm-hmm. were like, all right, time to do it. And so, before the suicides, there were packages that were sent to numerous, like, Heaven's Gate affiliates or, yeah. like, formerly affiliated individuals. Okay. And they were also sent to a media outlet. And these packages contained the Doe's final exit tape and a tape with the members' goodbyes and a letter containing things like, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. 
so that video that I was watching on YouTube, that was one of the tapes that was sent to, like, the media outlet and, like, former and current members. And a little bit of an, like, a sad detail, I was, I mean, not that this all isn't sad, but there was kind of a huge aftermath of this, like, the tapes being sent out and stuff, because... So after the mass suicide, there was a 58-year-old man living in Marysville, California, and he decided to commit suicide and left a note dated March 27th stating, I'm going on the spaceship with Hale-Bopp to be with those who have gone before me. And he imitated some of the details of the Heaven's Gate suicides, and he had no connection to Heaven's Gate at all. Really? But he still, that still happened? Yeah, he killed himself. That? After he heard all this stuff. Weird. I mean, I wonder if it's one of those scenarios where it's, like, if he's having a rough time and kind of looking for a reason anyway. Yeah. And he's like, all of these people did this to move on to something greater. Maybe yeah. I'll just follow them and see if it works. That's kind That's... of what I figured. I figured this guy was probably already having, you know, those kind of thoughts. Yeah. And he it's kind of... Sad. Yeah. And he just thought this would make it seem better, like, if, you know, for family members or whatever. Yeah. If there was, like, a purpose. Yeah. So there were at least three former members of Heaven's Gate that committed suicide, like, in the months following this event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this mass suicide created sort of a domino effect. Oh my god. And it seemed to affect people that weren't even, like, technically part of Heaven's Gate or had, like, just nothing to do with it. So then this must have been, like, really, like, reported on a lot. Like, it must have been really prominent in the media if people who were not connected to Heaven's Gate were still being affected by it and still doing the thing. Because this happened in 1997, and they all did this in that, like, a a house in California, and I think, so Applewhite sent out the tapes, and then they all committed, like, suicide, and I think one of the members that received the notes and the tape, it it said something about them having had commit suicide. So he went over to the house, that they called the monastery and he found all of them dead. Right. And he called the cops from like a payphone or something and he was like, um, yeah, there's a bunch of people dead <gasps> in this house. Oh my god. Yeah, and so like all the cops came, uh, news outlets came. Um, there's so many photos of like whoever clean whoever carries out the bodies, like the coroners or whatever. Right. Um, there's so many pictures of them carrying out all the bodies and putting them into this truck. And you see them like all like, kind of layered on top of each other, like oh a shelving God. unit, almost, in Holy this truck. Shit. Are they in, like, bags? Like yeah, bags they're in, like, just... no, they're in, like, white wrapping, almost. There's no, oh, It wasn't, yeah. like, those black zip-up bags. It was just, right. like, they were covered in, like, white cloth to, like, sort of leave them with a bit of dignity. Right, okay. Because we, this is kind of dark, but when we were in, like, middle school, and then again in high school, when we were learning about, like, the Holocaust, we had to watch these videos that were made, like, in the 40s of Mm. the concentration camps and of, like, real footage from the camps and when they liberated the camps and them moving the bodies. And there's probably 20 minutes of just people loading piles and piles and piles of naked dead bodies onto trucks and then dumping them in a hole. And it's like, my teachers really made 12-year-old kids watch that. I feel like Multiple I, times. yeah, I feel like I saw something along those lines too, but I mean, that's fucked up. No one yeah. should be seeing, looking at stuff like that. Like, I mean, you can teach it and you can, I mean, you should teach it, but like, 
showing actual footage from stuff like that, I don't think is a school thing. I think it's a good thing to show, like, the reality of how bad it really was and for it to sink in, I guess. But the fact that we were literally, like, 12 and 13 years old. Like, that's, if anything, that's something you could watch in college, maybe senior year when you're 18 and you're a little more mature. But, like, at 13, that was traumatizing. Yeah. I still so vividly remember so many of those shots and it was horrifying yeah and then that was in I think eighth grade we had to watch it and then I had to watch it again in 10th grade and I was like are you I've already seen this I've already been traumatized once I am begging you not to do this Mr. Rogers (laughs) Mr. Rogers neighborhood (gasps) fun fact about Mr. Rogers that was my favorite um, fucking show he actually lived across the street from my mom so we, we did live in Mr. Rogers neighborhood so there you go I fucking loved that show when I was little. That was, like, my favorite show to watch, besides the big red couch or whatever that was. Molly on the big comfy couch? No, it was just, like, big red couch or something, right? Big red couch. Was that her name? Maybe. There was something in the big comfy couch. She got the big nose. Big comfy couch. Yeah, big comfy couch. That might have been it. Um, anyway, nostalgia. So, yeah, I mean, there was a pretty big after effect, uh, when these people committed suicide, and of course it was all over national and I'm sure international news because I mean that's crazy (laughs) so I decided to just kind of put down some of their beliefs and I thought we would just kind of talk about it a little bit I mean this was just some of their beliefs I mean they had like a whole damn pamphlet they were making pamphlets they were making like they have it all on their website so you can go check it out and I'm sure it just talks about you know their beliefs and stuff but basically they believe that Mary so like in the Christian religion. They believe that Mary had been taken aboard a spaceship and was impregnated (laughs) with Jesus. What? Yeah. So, (laughs) there's that. So, that kind of lends to the the belief that, oh, yeah, Jesus was basically part alien or whatever, you know. They also believe that that Earth would be recycled before 2027, and the only chance for their consciousness to survive was to leave their human bodies at an appointed time. Huh. Yeah. So, if they're correct, we've got, like, what, six years left? Yeah. And you know, when I was looking this... (laughs) When I was looking this up, I was thinking about, um, John Teeter. And he was talking about the year... um, He was from the year 2035. Yeah. And those are pretty close. Yeah. And the same guy, Art Bell... That's so weird. That's so interesting. Guys, so John Teeter, who was the guy who claimed to be a time traveler in the 90s? Yeah, this was in, like, right around, right after this. It was in, like, like 1999 to 2000. Okay. So, this guy claimed to be a time traveler in the early 2000s, and he said he was from the year 2035, Mm -hmm. and that there was, like, some weird catastrophic event surrounding that year and then there was some year in the future that time just stopped and i i think what's so interesting about that is that both of them are talking to the same guy art bell and are claiming that there's some weird catastrophic event or some kind of time altering Mm -hmm. event Mm -hmm. happening only a few years apart Mm -hmm. and it's weird that they both made that that jump and they were kind of close that i don't know i just think that's cool yeah, I mean, to be fair, Art Bell did, like, his radio show was about stuff like that, right. but it still is weird to have, like, both of those situations yeah, um, happening around the same times. 
so yeah, they believed that the Earth was going to be recycled in 2027. And another one of their beliefs is the group was against suicide, but they defined suicide in their own terms to mean, quote, to turn against the next level when it is being offered, end quote. And they believed that human bodies were only vehicles, like I said, and they were just meant to help them on their journey. And they believed that suicide would be not allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to join the next level. Remaining alive instead of participating in mass suicide was considered to be suicide of their consciousness. Okay. So, so that, yeah, if they're viewing their bodies just as a vehicle, I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, so they're just, you know, they were afraid that if they didn't commit suicide, that would be suicide of the consciousness. Like, they weren't worried about their bodies, they're worried about their soul or consciousness, whatever. To be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. So this meant they had to give up things like their families, friends, sexuality, jobs, and possessions. So like I talked about in the beginning, like uh, they refrained from anything sexual. Uh, Some of them even castrated themselves because they thought it would help them, you know, not have sexual urges. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were really big on that. And they also believed in evil space aliens called Luciferians that falsely represented themselves to Earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? So they believed that there were these evil aliens called Luciferians. Right. And these Luciferians would falsely represent themselves as God. And they were conspiring to keep humans from developing. So it sounds like that could be what he was. If he's claiming to be God. I know, right? How do, what, how do they know he is yeah. one of them? Yeah, what if they were like, wait, you claim you're, you're Jesus incarnated. Like, are you a Luciferian? Right. That's <laughs> interesting. I wonder if they questioned him on that. Be like, hey, uh, buddy, just just to be sure, you're not, you're not one, right? <laughs> That's a good question. Honestly, I didn't even think of that. So, Heaven's Gate um, also believed that all existing religions on Earth had been corrupted by these malevolent aliens, the Luciferians. Right. Um, So they thought that all these other religions, besides their own, was influenced by these evil aliens. (laughs) Which is interesting because Applewhite literally took beliefs from all different religions yeah that's what i was thinking and then made it his own unfortunately i've this is something i've noticed over the years of that like white christian people love to have buddha heads in their house and love to talk about karma and chakras and they're like (laughs) i'm so spiritual like just say you're culturally appropriating things and you're not committing to a religion Mm-hmm. Just say that you're a Christian stealing the little cutesy pieces of a different religion that you like. And that's kind of what he's doing. Is he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. a Christian because I'm literally Jesus, but also here's some Buddhism and some Hinduism. Yeah. No, like, that's what he was doing. And, like, I know there's... Interesting. I mean, it's not just him. There's so many people that... That's such a common thing. No, I don't know. I'm so sorry to derail you. Where were we? Um. Yeah, so, like I said... Uh, these people believed that there were evil aliens called Luciferians 
and they believed that they themselves were extraterrestrials. And then they modified this belief where aliens could do walk-ins on the members, sort of like <laughs> spiritual possession. So again, they're taking from other religions where it's like, right? oh, you can be possessed? Okay, aliens can possess us too. Hmm. Um, and that's sort of, like, their beliefs have changed substantially over time, but it was always sort of the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Applewhite stated that the walk-in that inhabited his body was the same that had done so to Jesus 2,000 years ago. Oh, So, shit. yeah, it kind of went from him being like, oh, I'm reincarnate of Jesus to being like, oh, no, like, the alien being that embodied Jesus is also embodying me right now. Question, did he, actually, never mind. I take back, I have no questions. No, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> so that's kind of like the end of all of this. I kind of wanted to end on a lighter note because I was reading the comments under that video of um, right. the members saying like their goodbyes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And some of the comments were just really funny. Aww. Not, like... It's it's sad that you want to kind of <laughs> laugh at some of this. We have to keep in mind, almost 40 people died here. Like, this is not a, a funny thing. No. But it's just so ridiculous. In some cases, you have to chuckle. Yeah. It's not like, oh, funny, people died. It's like, oh, funny, like... These people believed in just do it. aliens kind of doing things. Yeah, and just do it and like... These people with their matching Nikes. <sighs> Someone called Shia LaBeouf. Okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I was watching, um, there's a bunch of parts to this, but there's all these videos uploaded of Apple White talking. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it was part of his just, not the just do it, but the... Um, the end of things video, I think maybe they called it, like, an initiation video. Okay. So, I think that was just, like, a thing that members had to watch in order to become part of this. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, it's just a video of Applewhite, and he's got these crazy eyes, and he just, like, is this old, crazy-looking man, and he's just talking a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and some of the comments were just really funny. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it was just, it's just him talking a bunch of shit about the belief system and stuff, and he only blinks a total of, like, eight times <gasps> in this ten-minute video. That's crazy. I'm not even joking, because I, I, in the comments, people were saying it, and I was like, wait a minute. As someone who wears <laughs> contacts, the idea of people not blinking <laughs> genuinely makes my eyes start to hurt. Like, one time I had a staring contest with someone for so long that when I finally blinked, my contact fell off of my eye because it was all dried out and we were like in the car so I couldn't even like put it back in and it was it was just really traumatizing okay guys please moisturize your eyeballs blink <laughs> yeah so this guy like never blinks here's your reminder to blink also you're suddenly very aware of your breathing pattern <laughs> and your manual blinking you're now breathing and blinking manually you're welcome <laughs> So some of the comments, sorry, some of the comments under this video of Applewhite just talking shit without blinking, um, one guy, Otis Vince, goes, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> 
it's just Applewhite talking about all these, like, things that make no sense. And this guy's just like, sir, this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's. What? And then some guy named Nurse Witch Yugi said, I can see why... I can see why he was the leader. He could probably hear everything from the kingdom of heaven with those big ass ears. <laughs> why are we just roasting this guy? <laughs> oh, he's probably so mentally ill. Well, he wasn't a mental institution. I know, that's actually so sad. Okay, just from what I've learned from this from you is that this guy was severely mentally ill. And then Bonnie Nettles a, kind of like in Yes, a nurse like, at a psychiatric institution took advantage of him, yeah, instigated yeah. this bizarre ass behavior. And, and then now, died. And now 40 people are dead because people believed him. Yeah. And the crazy shit that she helped put in his head. And I mean, yeah. she had to have been crazy too. Yeah, and then she died like yeah, this is 10 actually, years before they did this. And now y'all are just this. roasting this crazy guy. <laughs> This, this guy, Tommy FG0331, said, Imagine looking up at Haley's comment and thinking, Shit, that's my ride. <laughs> Shit, my ride's here, guys. Ugh, fucking Uber's early. <laughs> drink, 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 drink. And that's, I just, I wanted to end on a bit of a lighter note. I like that. Um, I thought it would have been kind of nice to <laughs> end on that instead of ending we, on we did end really dark last week so. exactly and i didn't really want to end at a point where it's like oh yeah these people killed themselves and then after these people killed themselves other people killed themselves like that's fucked up yike on a bike bro i know so i don't know that was just i didn't i knew about heaven's gate and i knew the you know the gist of what had happened but i knew literally nothing and now i know some stuff <laughs> I do be knowing stuff now. Did you retain all that? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Quiz me. Let's see how much I retained. Quiz me. Hmm. Okay, so, what was the woman's name? <laughs> no, I know it. It was... It started with an N. Well, that was her last name, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a funny last name. I don't know. Remind me. Bonnie Nettles. Nettles. There it is. What were they referred to as? Oh, dough and tea. Yeah. Or, do, yeah, dough. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. What the was reason... his catchphrase? Just dough it. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think we're, uh. All right, I'm two for three. Getting tired now. I did great. Okay, we'll do one more? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me think. Oh, that one's too easy, but I'll say it anyway. What did their outfit con outfits consist of? <laughs> All right, we got this. Black t-shirt. With the little beam me up Scotty armband, <laughs> black sweatpants, fire ass white Nikes that were on sale. Yes. Hell yeah. And fun Clearance fact Nikes. Fun fact after this, well, not fun fact, but fact after this all happened, um, the Nike deck, they were Nike decades. They became super popular because oh of this. God. I'm not even joking. And Nike had to come out with like an announcement saying like, we do not condone mass suicide. Yeah, and, like, we had no of part of this, um, you know, stuff like that. So, it was crazy. Of course. Ugh. Capitalism. Yeah. Everyone has to apologize so overtly, but so fakely for everything. Yep. It was like, oh, these Nike decades were on sale, so we bought them, and now they're going for, like, shit tons of money Never because of it. Never going out of style. Ugh. Well, good job. I know a lot of stuff about Heaven's Gates now. <laughs> So yeah, catch us next week. We're gonna have some interesting stuff. Yeah, we're again. gonna 
I gotta Girl, finish it. <laughs> I got like a full time job. I be doing in depth research. And you this got ADHD. And I have ADHD. It's very hard. It is hard to Adult get ADHD all this stuff together. Is... Adult ADHD is so much more. I mean, all ADHD. Is so much more intense than people think it is. They're like, wow, do you have trouble literally getting anything done and have horrible mood swings and your brain upsets you and you're just having a horrible time getting through life in general? You might have trouble sitting still disease. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's all people think it is. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Mental health awareness. Mental health awareness. Here's also your reminder to check in on yourself and check in on your friends and fam definitely see how they're doing self-care my dudes self-care self-care is more than just bubble baths okay Mm -hmm. self-care also means not texting back that toxic person yeah hydrate yourself self-care is drinking water self-care is taking a nap taking a nap honestly could be bigger things self-care is getting a therapist oh 100 self-care is cutting off relationships that are harming you oh 100 self-care is quitting jobs that are harming you if Mm -hmm. you are financially able to do so if you're in a bad situation whether it's at work or a relationship self-care is turning around and telling someone to stuff it up their ass because you're not dealing with their shit anymore that's self-care be a bad bitch be a bad bitch (laughs) mental health awareness own your shit, tell people to fuck off when you need to, love yourself, give yourself a hug, and make sure you listen to spooky podcasts. Catch you next time. Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky.